Welcome back, everyone, to our latest episode of People Talk. I've got Christy Spilka of InThrive, based in Atlanta, on the show today. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. So, Christy, go ahead and get us uh, started here. Where's home originally for you, and where do you live now? So, I'm originally from Boca Raton, Florida. And for those who aren't familiar, it's between West Palm Beach and Fort Lauderdale. And I currently live just outside of Atlanta. Moved here about eight years ago with my family when I had an opportunity to come and really start a recruiting department for the company that I was with at the time, which was Precise. And it was a really exciting opportunity. So packed up and came to Atlanta. Nice. Very cool. So just to, to kind of give some context here, where'd you go to school? And then what was your first job right out of school? So I went to school at Florida Atlantic University, which was about a bike ride from the beach. So that was pretty great. <laughs> and then I studied communications with a minor in English and had a lot of studying around rhetoric and journalism. So kind of covered a lot of different areas. I would definitely recommend communications and English to anybody that wants to be in recruiting because I didn't know it then, but it's very helpful in this role. And so I finished that with a bachelor's degree and here I am. Awesome. I found that not a whole lot of people go to school dreaming that they're going to go into recruiting or HR. Did you ever take any HR classes or anything like that? Or was that not even a thing? <laughs> never, never. And really, I never thought about HR, even as I got into recruiting, because I started in the headhunting and the staffing side of things. And so I really, I didn't see that for me, you know, transitioning into a career in HR until I came to work on the corporate side. And then, you know, got more introduced to the HR side of things and really fell in love with all of it. So, you know, now my role spans across within HR. Very cool. Uh, so what was your first job at college? My first job out of college uh, was with a headhunting company and we did IT headhunting. But, you know, had to learn a lot in that job. They basically, you know, walked in right out of college. I was still actually just finishing college and they handed me um, a set of training videos, a database of names with phone numbers, and some jobs and basically said, okay, go. <laughs> Start calling, figure it yeah. out. Yeah. So, you know, that was interesting and just learning. And in that job, you know, I really learned about how to leverage your candidates to learn about the job and how to leverage your hiring managers and Googling, you know, what is Java? You know, there's, there's just so much that came out of that, that sometimes I feel like getting thrown into the fire can be a really good thing. That's awesome. And then chart the path, uh, how did you end up as the VP of recruiting at InThrive? Yeah, so I did that for a while. And then I went into uh, staffing, which was high volume staffing and permanent placement work in healthcare. Really enjoyed that, you know, did a little bit of business development, did a little bit of recruiting, kind of handled the gamut. And at that time, I really wanted to start my own headhunting firm. So I stayed there for... I think I was there almost six years and then I started a headhunting company and again, you know, starting something from scratch and that was an unbelievable experience. It was very successful. I did that for a couple of years and then from there, I wasn't really looking, but I just came across this opportunity here in the Atlanta area and really it was a chance to come in and start a recruiting department from scratch. 
and there were so many challenges and they just needed help. And I believed in the company's mission and I saw so much opportunity there that um, I decided to take the role and then moved to Atlanta and did that for some time until our company was acquired and then merged with another company. Um, that company was Precise, it merged with MedAssets and then we acquired other organizations as well. And so we were five companies all coming together. <laughs> and that is the role that I'm in now within Thrive. That's awesome. And other than you know the five different roles, five different companies, what does InThrive do and how many employees do you have? Yeah, so we are a healthcare, financial services, and technology company. And so we serve as hospitals. We basically keep them financially healthy so that they can serve their communities. And so um, everything we do you know, surrounds that mission and keeping communities healthy. So we have all different job types. They span from, you know, working in the hospital and in patient um, access. You could be doing the role where the, you know, um, the patient's coming up to the registration desk and you're registering them for a service, you know, through um, medical coding where you're coding the bill and the transcriptionists who are transcribing the doctor's words um, through the back end, which is the um, billing and collections roles. And so you could be doing that at a hospital, at a service center. Some of our roles are work from home and then we have the corporate side of things so on the corporate side of the house you know we've got HR finance IT we're doing some really exciting things in tech great time to join us as a software engineer and so my organization does the recruiting for the entire organization that's awesome and how many recruiters do you have on your team roughly so we have a team of sourcers and we have a team of recruiters. And so, you know, the entire team We've got around 15 people or so. Awesome. And then roughly how many recs do they have to work on right now? How many open jobs do y'all have? Yeah. So it, you know, it, it varies throughout the year as with anybody, I think. And so usually we've got a couple hundred open positions at any given time. I think I saw uh, right on LinkedIn, you have like over 7,000 employees. Is that like roughly accurate? We do 7,000 between the United States and we have offices in India as well. Very cool. So like, just when you're thinking about things, how do you think about using Glassdoor and uh, do you mind sharing your Glassdoor score? Yeah. So on Glassdoor, you know, our focus there is really around our employer brand. And so our brand, and, and I'll take you back for a second there with the employer brand, you know, when all those companies were merging and coming together, we had to decide, okay, we have a company name. Now we need to go from there, right? So our ELT got together and they built our mission, vision, values, and approach. And we refer to that as our VMBA, and it's the heart and soul of everything that we do. And so they did that and got that out. And then we had to say, okay, what is our employer brand? You know, who are we to candidates that might want to come in and how do we share that with them? And I believe that needs to be very authentic and very transparent. And so we, we tried to just open up our doors and say, here's who we are. And we did that by going across the organization, interviewing teams and teams and teams of people. We interviewed not only you know executive leaders, we interviewed people that are in patient access, we interviewed people that are in transcription, you know, all across the organization, software engineers. And we asked them, you know, one of the most important things we said is why do you love working at and thrive? 
And, you know, consistently we heard a lot of messages. We heard a lot about the culture. We heard a lot about the opportunity to be innovative and what we're trying to do in healthcare and how we're keeping hospitals doors open so that they can serve the communities. And so we used all that to build our brand. And so I believe it, it really reflects our company very well. And so we try to make sure that that's out there and Glassdoor is one of those outlets for us. And so we have a lot of branding on there and then, you know, reviews and people can go in and talk about their experience with us, not only working here, but the interview process as well. And we get some great feedback through that. Awesome. So what's one topic, I can imagine what it might be, but what's one topic that you think is, should be on the forefront of every recruiting leader's mind these days? Oh my gosh, there's so much. You know, it's, it's almost where to start at this point. There is so much happening in our industry right now, and I'm a member of the Association of Talent Acquisition Professionals, or ATAP, and, you know, we talk about these things all the time in different research groups that we're in, and, you know, 2019, everybody keeps saying, is the year of disruption. And it's true. The technology that's coming out, you know, candidates have so much information available at their fingertips that, you know, any given time they're out there and they can, you know, try to research and find out what's going on in the organization. And through that, they have a certain expectation of what it's going to be like when they come and interview with your company and then ultimately work at your company. And you've got to be authentic and transparent about all of that and provide a great experience. And so, you know, all of that is kind of swirling together and creating the environment that we have today. And there's a lot of tech out there that's trying to solve some of the challenges that we have in recruiting. And yet, because there's so much tech, it's almost solving its own challenge because it's like, okay, which one, which one, you know, is going to solve my problem. And so I actually just wrote an article on this on LinkedIn that, you know, we, we had to kind of boil that down and, and map out our entire recruiting process and said, where do we have bottlenecks? Where do we have challenges? Where are candidates saying that they're not, you know, having a great experience and we need to address those challenges. And then we came up with what are the major you know, business issues for us. And then from there, what are either, what's either technology that can solve it or something else that can solve it. And so we were able to go and, and go through that process and find some great tech for us. But I think the other thing that's happening right now is that the role of the recruiter is really evolving. And, you know, there, I believe that as the future progresses, they're going to be very heavily supported by this technology that's available. It's never going to replace the recruiter, but it is going to have it so that recruiters are going to need to look at their skill set. And this is the time to start brushing up on some things. You know, the talent advisor is a term that's been out for a really long time, but I think today and, and 2019 and going forward, it's going to become even more true. Negotiation skills, you know, working with people, communication skills, using data to help make data informed decisions, you know, run reports and take them to your business and say, hey, here's how we're doing. Here's what the market says. Here's why, you know, we're having a hard time finding people. Not enough people in corporate recruiting do that. And that's the stuff that I believe we're all going to need to be really strong with as we get into the future where, you know, bots are helping us sift through resumes and, and schedule candidates and do that admin work that I think everybody's happy <laughs> to have some help doing. I have never found a recruiter who just said, you know, what I absolutely love doing every time I wake up is scheduling interviews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
random stuff until that's what they got to do every single day. But it is not everyone's first choice when they wake up. There was a, a discussion recently, I think it was in the employer brand forum, uh, Facebook group about your employer brand and how much of it should be uh, authentic versus aspirational. Mm. I'm curious, uh, like one, did you see that, you know, two, what are your thoughts on, on that? Because I've heard some employer branding professionals where they're very much in the latter camp, but I was curious to get your take. You know, we did everything we do, did we could do to be very authentic in our brand. And I believe we have an incredible company. So that wasn't hard to, for us to do is to make it exciting. You know, we do, we have heart and soul time. We have up to a week every year where you can give back to your community. You'll see pictures of our colleagues with in Thrive Cares t-shirts and they're building a house or, or they're, you know, contributing money for Heart for Africa, which helps kids in Africa. I mean, there's just there's so many things that we do that are so incredible that it was, it was just a wealth of information to pull and put out there. And so we encourage our colleagues to, to keep putting that stuff out there too. So I think it, I think it really needs to be authentic, you know, and I, I, I tell people, you don't want to go out there and say, Hey, look at all this great stuff we do. Bring somebody in, say, this job is great. You're going to love it. You're, there's going to be, you know, no problems with this job. You'll come in and just skate along. It's be so great. And then they come in and they're like, you completely <laughs> lied to me. This is not at all what you said. I mean, even when I'm hiring recruiters, you know, I believe in kind of a job preview and I share like, you know, these are the challenges, but this is how you're going to grow from these challenges. So I do think that, you know, your brand needs to be authentic and really share who you are. And that's one of the reasons why we interviewed people across our entire organization so that it would ring true. That's awesome. Now, you mentioned you were using some technologies and some are just solving their own problems. <laughs> uh, some of them are solving some of your problems. I'd be curious, what are some of the, the problems that you identified that you needed to solve with technology and how'd you go about identifying what those were and, uh, and picking a vendor that you decided to work with? Yeah, so, um, First, I'll, I'll just say that we have a great applicant tracking system. And I think the applicant tracking system is the most important piece of the tech stack because it is your foundation. And if you don't have a good foundation and you put a bunch of walls up, they're just going to crack and, and it's not going to work. So we had that in place. And from there, we had to say, okay, there are some areas that our ATS does not have as core competencies. And so we need to go figure out what that's going to look like. And I walked you through the process of how we did that, but ultimately how we chose them, you know, we talked to our applicant tracking system and said, who do you partner well with? Who do you integrate well with? Because we could go find something, but then it doesn't integrate well and it doesn't help our, our problem. So um, we went through that process and ultimately we found that one of the biggest challenges we had was at the very beginning of the funnel. So for some of our high volume positions, we get a lot of resumes and it takes time to go through those resumes and you want to give each and every person the time and attention that they deserve. And so we purchased a chatbot technology so that we can have that candidate can hear from us the second that they apply and they can chat with the chatbot. And then they will then be moved into, you know, either they can have a video interview or they might interview with one of our recruiters, but bringing that in helped. And then we're also implementing uh, resume ranking and rediscovery. And so things like a rediscovery tool, you know, applicant tracking systems, 
I've never seen an applicant tracking system that rediscovers perfectly. So you've got all these people that have applied and you've got to go put in all these search words and then you get this huge list of results and you've got to go through it and none of them are perfect. So, you know, we purchased a rediscovery tool so that if you've applied to us in the past, you know, there's a much better opportunity that you're going to hear from us about something that comes up in the future and we can go back and find you and reach back out to you again. Very cool. So what applicant tracking system were you using and what was the chatbot that integrates well with them? Yeah, so we're using iSIMS and the chatbot that we purchased, and it's all three of those things we purchased through Ideal AI. Very cool, very cool. Well, good shout out for, for the iSIMS and, and the Ideal AI teams. Yes. And of, of kind of how those tools have been around, have you been able to use Ideal long enough to know any results on how it's working or any kind of big success stories you can share? I'd love to. Maybe in a few months we can talk again, but uh, right now we're still in implementation. I can't say the implementation process has been very good. You know, they've stayed on top of things and we've got, we've asked them for, you know, hey, what are some best known methods around, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so that's been great. What's interesting is when you implement a chat bot, because I think a lot of people in the last couple of years are just kind of now getting to this you have to really look at the entire workflow of the candidate. And so what are the questions that are asked when they apply? Then what are the questions that the chatbot will ask? Then what are the questions that the interview, video interview or recruiter are going to ask? And then what are the questions the hiring manager is going to ask? And you have to look at the entire thing across and make sure that, um, you know, you have the right questions in the right places of the process. So that whole thing has been a really good exercise for us as well. And most importantly, ensure that we don't ask for their, you know, name, email, phone number, resume five times. Yes. <laughs> single step of that process. Yes. You know, there are some easy things that we can do in recruiting to, to make candidates' lives easier and why not do them? <laughs> so would you say ISIMS is your favorite HR tech tool or is there another tool that is your kind of absolute favorite to use? Yeah, I would say ISIMS probably is my favorite tech tool and not because, you know, there aren't some other really great ones out there. I mean, we've got video interview, automated scheduling, chatbot, you know, we've got so many different tools and a lot of them are really great in all of their own ways, but it's my favorite because like I said, if you don't have a good core, none of the other that none of that other stuff matters it all sits on top of the core yeah. and you know rats gives us the ability to have the reporting that we need and the data that we need in order to make informed decisions we can run you know it, it's a good thing and not so great because we can run all these reports but then you have to learn how to run all those reports so <laughs> you know recruiters need a lot of training yeah. But it also helps us communicate with candidates throughout the process. So, you know, we have different stages and statuses and we can move them through. And as we're doing that, it's sending an email and it's saying, here's where you are in the process. And in addition to that, they just bought text recruit recently. And so we implemented text recruit as part of our renewal. And now um, we can text candidates too. So you hit a status and they're getting a text and an email. They're communicating with, they feel good. You did your part. And it's all in the ATS. So I would say right now, it's my favorite. Very, very cool. Well, we'll, we'll make sure that iSIMS uh, gets a copy of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have not been paid for this appearance. <laughs> <laughs> this is an unbiased review. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's great. So what's life like outside of uh, all of your recruiting work and building uh, InThrive's recruiting team? 
So, you know, we're in Atlanta and we've talked about the record temperatures that we're having here. So summertime, you know, the usual spending time with my husband and my kids and going to the pool and, you know, sporting events and doing all the stuff that you do in the summer. So we're having a good time. Have you been in any big games at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Not yet, but I need to go out there and see them for sure. Mm-hmm. I need to do some Atlanta United and, and get on that train like everybody else. <laughs> I don't even live there and I love going there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. The, um, all right. So roll the clocks back to your 20 year old self. You've just graduated. You're about to get started in your first recruiting job. What's one piece of advice you'd give yourself? So, you know, in college, and I, I've had this asked of me by some of our interns that we had in a program recently at InThrive as well. And I gave them the same answer. You know, I think that interning and networking and doing extracurricular activities while you're in college is really important. You can get so caught up in just, I need to get an A, I need to study, I need to do this work, that sometimes you miss some of those other things. And so I would say, you know, make sure that you've got some of that well-rounded piece there and that you're doing some of those things and, and some of the connections that you make in college, you know, will be very useful for you also later in your career. That's awesome. Well, Christy Spilka, it's been great having you on the show. She's over as the VP of Talent Acquisition at InThrive, over 7,000 employees, a recruiting team of about 15 people, filling at least 100 jobs every single month. This is incredible. So thanks so much for being on the show and hope to have you back in a few months to talk more about some of the programs you just launched. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you. Thanks.